Hello, welcome to Building a Business Podcast. This is a show where we embark on an adventure with entrepreneurs across various industries, picking their brains and hearts on what it's like starting, building, maintaining, and growing a small business. Building a Business Podcast is brought to you by Virtual Palace Marketing, rehumanizing your marketing experience. My name is Sean. This week, we are back with Jen Yang and Wan Ching from Scobiboo. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us again. Thank you for taking the time to join the podcast and on the update session on what's been going on and things like that. Uh, so, right into it, you have a new, you have a new flavor. How's it? Yeah. It's um, with lavender and chrysanthemum. Thyme. No, it's not. Thyme. It's not chrysanthemum. <laughs> 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 um, lavender and thyme. So, um, it's a bit more floral-ish for this um, flavor. Yeah, yeah. So we decided to go for a more floral palette because um, technically we have one which is more citrusy, one which is, um, what's the other one? One citrus, uh, one is slightly spicy, and we decided to go for one floral. So it's sort of like, um, you know, targets. We try to target everyone's taste palette because we recently gotten feedback, which is quite surprising that there are certain people that don't like the products that um, that don't like this particular flavor, but likes the other flavor. But we personally like all our flavors, so it's quite weird to hear that. Like, oh, I don't like this, but you know that's okay. good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, I think you like all the flavors because you are emotionally attached to all the flavors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is not true. Huh? <laughs> it takes time to brew. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's like them saying. Um, all the kids are weird, but you still love them anyway, kind of thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but but we like to hear that everyone kind of has a favorite. Everyone has a favorite, which is which is kind of it's good. Like, it feels good that everyone at least have something that they can attach themselves to. So now you have four core flavors, yeah. right? And are you planning to come up with another one? Or this will be where you're going to push this forward now? Um, right now, the plan is, at least for Q2, right? Um, what, we, what we discussed was to focus on, you know, um, placing them in more places first before we mm. start with the fifth flavor. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do in Q2. Right now, we are actually looking at a few stockers. They got, we just now, like an hour ago, officially got listed on um, Neighborhood. So okay. it's like a online platform that's that helps these like small businesses and, you know, like um, auntie uncle who cooks at home to sell their food. So mm-hmm. we decided to go there because we could not take like a bigger volume and um, one online platform is probably enough for us. Plus mm-hmm. now we're looking for one or two more stockers. So that's okay. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Mm-hmm. And how... What kind of volume are you expecting for that one? Uh, did they say that they can commit something or is it by consignment or? Oh, no. So it's purely, um, they are the platform and we are supposed to, um, what do you call that? We are supposed to do the delivery. So they are just the middle okay. person to um, bridges from their customers and us. Uh. And, and they will do the marketing and everything as well? Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And I assume that for every unit sold, they will take a cut, lah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not like a subscription slash membership type. It is a buy per sale. Type yes, correct. Of... Per sale. Okay. okay. Yeah. But we're also looking at other more physical, um, 
stores as well. So we're, we're, we're really trying to try out different um, locations, um, digital and physical. Mm. Mm. So we're still, we're still um, in the negotiation with, with that with physical okay. bit. Mm. Okay. So, but at the point now, you are focusing on the smaller up the the smaller channels lah, the the Correct. more community based channels. Correct. Um, do you see? Uh, do you see that there is like uh, what is this called? That you can visualize your customer base already at this point. Like how to generalize it? Who they fall under? Where are they from? Are they you know the fancy fancy type or the? Not, not really for me. Like to be honest, and I think. As we put ourselves out there, right? Um, we found this one stockist that we're still trying to negotiate with. But the idea of like you know, um, customers taking your bottle and then there's this like fear that they will judge it badly. Uh, that still runs in me, la. So uh, <laughs> maybe that that's why I'm still like thinking like oh maybe okay. one stockist is is enough for now. I don't know how to okay. give too many negative feedbacks. All right. I don't know all right. Right. So. Okay, so so you're taking it a small step at a time, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, um, I have been trying quite a few kombuchas lately, just mm-hmm. to get a feel of where you guys are versus everyone else, and yeah. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> that is very reassuring to hear. <laughs> yeah, it is. What a great relief. <laughs> so I like that uh, you put a lot of emphasis on the tea itself. The, yeah. the flavor is there, but it's not overpowering. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel as if you're you're putting a lot of syrup and everything in there, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of flavor. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it tastes very good. It's, it's very nice. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So also last time we talked about moving offices, right? Mm. <laughs> moving, moving, <laughs> moving production space, like, technically. So yeah. we recently moved there and... Um, we are actually sharing more roles right now instead of um, an isolated kind of role instead of like, you know, me doing backend, uh, Wan Ching doing the uh, branding and Nicholas doing production. So now we are more, we are sharing all the tasks. So whenever, let's say, Nicholas is go and brew in mm-hmm. the new space, uh, we will all just go along and we learn the process. Uh, so we understand the product even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, That's and nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And brewing is so much work. <laughs> yeah. So, so props to Nicholas for doing it um, yeah. earlier on. It's actually good because why? Um, one of the dynamics of a partnership, right, is that uh, sometimes when you reach a point where you're overworked and you start to compare your workload versus other people's workload, yeah. and you'll be like, hey, I do so much work and somebody else do so little. But to be fair, right, I think everybody does a lot of work and their work uh the specialty is there the skill is there the workload is there it's just that sometimes we don't see it and we assume that they're just oh you're just pouring a and pouring b shake 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 and that they come out mm-hmm. and and when it comes to the the, the design stuff let's say uh, uh for for watching right um uh, sometimes the, the actual designing itself takes a very short time but the inspiration part takes a long time a lot of research a lot of going out and looking at stuff week in week out and then you get the idea and you prop in it. Two colors don't accidentally come together one, you know. It has mm-hmm. to be from somewhere. So there's a lot of work that this kind of things yeah, come yeah. from. And especially from, and then from your side as well, the the, the systems, the whole, you know, all these kind mm-hmm. of things and uh, the spreadsheets and everything. 
So that takes a lot of skill to, to build up as well. Sometimes it takes a lot of years to learn as well, especially if you are self-taught. I think that's yeah, very so, timely coming from you because I think this is what we have we have figured out uh, over the, the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we have sort of been spending more time together. Yeah. And with that, I think we see that everyone's really putting effort into it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of brings everyone together a lot more. Yes. And at this point, I think like, I think we, we were at a point where we would say, um, to be honest, I sort of had a breakdown uh, because uh, I feel like the effort that I put in wasn't uh, equal. And, and that, was, um, that was the issue exactly. But actually, on the, uh, now that we've, we've spent more time together, um, we've talked about it. Um, things, things really, um, we, we do try and, try and get things clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do appreciate each other's effort so much more. Mm-hmm. Exactly what mm-hmm. your point is about, Sean. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And it's good that you you identify this early on and um, are able to to open this, be transparent about this right from the mm-hmm. get go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not bad. So you've got a oh. new place and you're all very kumbaya now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to break out into a song. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Let me change your background to like a feel of like a grass feel oh. with sunset or something can you <laughs> no i can't <laughs> yeah yeah recently has been good um we have been really like um i think i think the problem with how we worked previously was um everyone's doing their own thing even though we say we work for a common goal but i think spending time together regardless if it is for work or not right it's very important to strengthen any team regardless whether we are doing scoby boo or whether we are at our day job you know mm-hmm. um, working from home only works t- to a certain extent uh, personally i feel like uh, without yeah. the physical communication with your team it probably will break down eventually yeah okay yeah so this is uh score one for going back into into the office after mco is over right yeah <laughs> <laughs> though i hate the traffic but yeah it's bad right yeah. It's it's a kind of thing that it's a love hate relationship. You understand why you need it, but you hate to travel. Yeah. And getting stuck in the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so now that you have a new place, um, will you expect like um, production volume to go up in order to meet up the meet the the demand? Because now you actually have um, uh, an actual cost center that you mm. need to put in balance yeah. sheet really right yeah. so you need to like it's it's a chase it's like a race now right mm. at least to balance both sides out mm. um we are looking to increase because um as we were talking to different stockists right uh they have moqs and they are worried that you know small breweries like us cannot meet their demand so mm. um we did ask around and it was about 30 to 40 bottles a month so Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely need to produce at least that much extra or maybe twice that amount to mm-hmm. always be in a like a safe space like just in case you know suddenly there's this demand coming we also want to be able to meet the order and not like uh, let go of a chance to yeah know, our product. Uh, so where did they tell you where they came up with this 30 to 40 bottles a month MOQ because uh, is it because they are confident they can sell this amount or it's... They, they were relating it to their juices. 
um, okay. uh, their juices and they say during a good weekend, it could be 10 to 20 bottles. Um, a slow weekend would be five. So they just mm. multiplied by four and then they gave us a ballpark amount, which is 30 okay. to 40. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And did they say that they are good months and bad months? And did they identify to you? Oh, no. They didn't. Oh. There was just so it's just like weeks. flat yeah. across the yeah flat just, across a, just a number, and then they were worried that we cannot fulfill their orders. Uh. Okay. Do you find that? Uh, do you guys find that an issue, like the numbers? Um, Three or forty a month. No, but it definitely would take more time from us to you know mm -hmm. more frequent visits to the space to start brewing. Yeah, um, because recently have we we have been upping the volume already and. Uh, uh, we do we do see that we are actually spending a lot more time than previously uh, doing uh, Scooby Woo works at night, like maybe twice a week, at mm. least twice a week physically there, brewing, uh, harvesting, fermenting. Yeah. So mm. if we were to add another 40 to 80 bottles, I think that would take a three, four day kind of thing. So it's technically almost every weekday. Uh. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay, so if that's the case, then um, you would probably need to like consider um, either increasing your nightly shifts or getting a full timer or something of the sort, right? In order to meet the demand. I think right now. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Go. No, no, no. I was oh, thinking okay. about that. Um, <laughs> I think I think right now we cannot afford a full timer, but we mm. I, I we do have a one or two loyalists, which is um, <laughs> my family members. Um, <laughs> they stay quite nearby. So, um, yeah. And one of my cousins is actually quite amped on this. So we decided to pay her in kombucha. Maybe she can help us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, is, okay. That, is not, <laughs> that sounds horrible, la, but you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah but so it's... Uh, yeah. It, uh -huh. mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But let's say... Even if you're looking at let's say forty bottles, right? Will that be able to cover your your space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The space is can big, yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So no, forty bottles in a sense that the the you sell forty bottles. Can you cover the cost of the space, man? Um, the space. Should I say this? The space is actually um my parents' place. Um, my grandparents' place. Uh, because it's okay. Um, vacant the basement so we are using the basement yeah okay uh, so like really scrappy startup style uh. very good you know we want to you know we want to be realistic about it we don't want to yes, yes. Know, attach a cost to our production we don't want to stress everyone else say oh this mm. month we cannot hit this so um, because of this we can move to a bigger space yeah if, if mm. we were to pay for it right I think we will still keep productions low till we reach an amount that we are comfortable with then we say we move mm. on Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there is one thing from my experience, lah, that mm. uh, I know that sometimes uh, as partners, you guys find that uh, yeah, small little, small little number like this, you shouldn't count. Mm. But when the three of you travel to one space mm -hmm. on a regular basis, right, there is cost involved. Of course. So even if you are not taking the cost, the the uh, uh like, let's say claiming it back from the company, it'd be mm. nice to just give put one Excel sheet, right, to yep. give like a rough amount of money it costs you to travel back and forth like the distance the toll and you know, just a little bit so that you can actually kind of gauge how much it costs for you 
to operate mm. on a weekly basis. Yep. And then when you go into the paying mode, right, you at least have something to go by already. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, if you were to put all those numbers there, right, we definitely will not be breaking even. Uh. Um, mm. Yeah, because um, I think to rent a space right now is probably six to eight hundred bucks at least a small space and i don't think it can cater to uh three four hundred bottles uh yeah so that that's we'll the be bankrupt in a yeah, few so, months yeah, we'll be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so right now right now how how i'm doing it right um it's more to cash flow like net yeah. cash flow first um okay. instead of doing the you know the nitty-gritty financial papers with the accruals and all you know i just do it with net cash flow that's more realistic and it shows us what we want to know yeah mm, okay when when the time okay. comes we have to factor it in uh, it definitely yeah has to free space uh. yeah, yeah. And there will like, there will come a point of time when you look at these things mm. Mm. and and we were we were also talking about the time costing that you mentioned in uh previously mm. um so we were talking about that just to kind of push everyone on um to scaling to a more sustainable kind of uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, mode of practice mm-hmm. and how 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 long would you say this time cost will usually be like uh, this the the okay so in my experience right what happens is that um it'll help kind of because all the costs uh whether it's time whether it's monetary right it all comes out from our own pockets right mm-hmm. and sometimes down the line when someone feels like they're overworked and there's uneven workload or there's uneven compensation that goes into the company they will they will always this thing will always arise like hey i'm paying so much money to do all this right Mm. um i hope that i can be compensated a little bit and Mm. then because it in my experience lah it will not go from zero zero income per partner all the way to like full-time price one you know yep. they will be gradual increments one so then the first thing you take out uh, the first thing you pay will be the time cost first then you pay for the you know the little bit here then a little bit more there and then it comes to a point where uh one partner says okay i'm going to put in this much in order to let's say a few thousand bucks in order to to cover for something mm-hmm. and then if one person puts in there will be there will come a time or even if that person is not telling you, that mm. person will be thinking in his heart, like, I'm really putting this much, right? Mm. And we are still sharing an equal share of the company. Mm-hmm. So there, there's definitely someone who's calculating these things. Mm. And, and, just, and because you guys are good friends, these are the things that are more difficult to bring out. But you should. Mm. You should put a piece of paper there. You should put all the money stuff down there mm. and say, we are not doing this because we are being very picky, but we are doing this because we want to be very transparent with yes. how much everybody is spending. So that, um, and we need to be very honest. If you feel that you are, you are feeling the pinch of traveling and compensating and you know all this kind of things, you need to tell the partners mm. about all this right up from the beginning. Don't wait until the end. So there has to be transparency because when it comes to money, you know how it is, like, You know, sometimes yeah. it's it's very touchy one. You know, when it comes to money. Um. That's- yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I, I think we're not too touchy about cash yet at this point because we, we were, I mean, in terms of uh, sales, we're still grow, gradually growing. I think we're more picky uh, in terms of time and effort, really. Mm-hmm. 
that's mm. that's for okay. us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for that, right? Um, I have a few previous experiences, right? Um, where uh, I worked with friends, and twice it didn't work out because uh, there were no transparency then. And what you said happened. Like, why am I putting in so much effort without the return? You know, and mm-hmm. that does eat you. So, um, also through that two experience, I've learned how to dealt how to deal with money personally. Uh, even with uh, Wan Ching and Nicholas, right? So, for example, even small things that they want to buy for the company's use, I would always ask them to claim the company's money because yes. it's only yeah. fair that way. Even if it's three ninety, two ninety, what whatever mm. the price is, uh, you know, you should claim the company mm. because it's for company use. Uh, yeah. And I'm very yeah. uh, thick-skinned when it comes to asking money, uh, So I think everyone's okay. fine. <laughs> Someone needs to be that like, Someone needs to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I want everyone to feel like. <laughs> no, I want everyone to feel like you know you don't have to personally fork out extra for the company. If I were to fork out five ringgit, right? Let's say a small amount, five ringgit, right? I think everyone should fork out five ringgit because it's only fair and it works the other way around. So if let's say one Ching decides to bring in a, what what can what can we buy next? Let's say he decides to bring in an equipment lah. So if let's say it costs like an amount, we all should be able to fork out that amount as well. Then it'll be fair for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Just just to illustrate how thick skin he was when he was asking for cash, he in the text in the WhatsApp text he was saying, "One Ching owes uh, eighteen t- uh, eighteen point ten transfer it, now." No, eighteen ninety. <laughs> oh, was it? It has it so has transfer now 90, coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people um aren't a lot of people are not used to me asking money like that. Um but I do tell them it's me respecting the amount you earn also. I don't wanna, you know, j- take advantage of the, the the money you earn, like just saying like, oh, you know, he's not asking, so I'm not gonna ask so I can save that yeah. amount of money. Yeah. Well, speaking on behalf of Jenyang here and in my experience. Uh, what he's doing, what he's doing, Yang, is it—it's kind of blunt on the get-go, but it actually is very helpful to the partnership in the long run. Very, very helpful. So it should be—it should be done like that, lah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it still feels real, lah. Sometimes eighteen ninety. <laughs> no, I just—I just like how there's like transfer now, but then till today, it's still yeah. not transferred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's> not- <laughs> this excel sheet for my personal finance and always there's this outstanding amount that i need to keep track in this one thing always on that list one thing <laughs> i just haven't got to it yet but no, it's you okay. know i really appreciate the transfer now i was like transfer now mm, maybe later <laughs> like um where i come from is in the beginning it's you know a few bucks then it becomes like a few hundred, yeah. then it becomes a few thousand. So yeah. when you really have the habit of doing it, right? So you're already used to it. So it becomes like second nature. You will know at oh. this point in time you do this, point in time you do this, and you respect the boundaries of the partnership. So which is mm. healthy, lah. Mm. Yeah, because like, um, to be honest with you, I had a very bad relationship with the partnership. Um, He's a good friend as well, and we are still good friends outside of work capacity. But mm. what happened was uh, he decided to leave the partnership, and then uh, at that point we split everything we have uh, equally. Mm-hmm. And what 
he claimed after that was that because he got that extra income that year, he wanted to claim from the company the income tax for that amount for that year as well. So we were going back and forth of the idea of who, who is supposed to pay for the income tax because mm -hmm. if you work for a company, your company don't pay your income tax. You Correct. pay your own income tax, yes. right? Mm. So by the end of the day, in order to save the relationship, I gave him whatever he wanted and just closed the door behind him. So, yes. but it shouldn't have happened that way. It, yeah. it sh could be avoided, but sometimes when we start off, everything is very good and everything is optimistic. Yay, we can yeah. do this. Then when we start hitting roadblocks, right, people get frustrated. And when you get frustrated, you start to question a lot of things. Mm. Then that is the point where the relationship gets strained. Mm. So um, it's good to be clear yeah. from the beginning. You, you got to save your friend. La. I think um, with my attitude, not attitude, la, with my <laughs> bluntness. Yeah, so um, twice I've lost good friends um, mm. because you know, it was not transparent. We don't know how to work around, you know, being friends and being colleagues. Mm -hmm. uh, that is, uh, that's, that is yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing I'm still learning, you know, that's why with this, with, with this um, SCOBY book coming, right, I think it's our most successful friendship colleague venture. I think because all of yeah. us are quite transparent. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, yeah <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Yeah. Mm, nice. Um, so, we did talk about, um, what is this called? Uh, to continuously build on the, the flavor of the, the drinks and everything. And, mm. and I know Nicholas is not here. Mm. Uh, so actually, there is something that I wanted to ask okay. in the beginning of this episode was that, uh, who came up with the idea of pairing lavender and thyme and how did it come about? Because oh, it was to be honest, Nicholas's not, idea. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm. It was because there's this one time um, um, I cannot share the details too much, but um, I have this lavender, <laughs> lavender flower. Do you call it a flower? Yeah, a flower yeah, in, in, in office when I was still working with him. So he was telling me he was crushing the lavender with his hand, rubbing it, and then he was smelling it and I said, oh my God, this is so nice. So that I think started seeding the idea until mm -hmm. recently we were trying to figure out new flavors. We were throwing ideas out. Lavender was one of them. And I think he was very interested to try lavender since the beginning. So he tried. So initially, we wanted to release lavender, just purely lavender. But, um, you know, I, 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 you know, we wanted something that is more, um, slightly more, it has more depth to the flavor instead of just yeah. a flat lavender. So we tried experimenting with different things. So actually, we tried experimenting with basil also, lavender, okay. basil, um, lavender and pear. We tried pear. Yeah, pear, lavender and pear, lavender and basil and lavender and thyme. I think thyme comes well because um, both of them are quite floral, like like yeah. herby, earthy. So I think complements one another. And then there's this like mint to it also so yeah time, yeah 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 oh okay okay yeah. wow okay i think you should come up with a pair pair with something pair with i don't know apricot yeah or yeah, yeah yeah we want pear also <laughs> yeah. we, we have, well surprisingly nicholas told us that pear doesn't actually it's difficult to extract the flavors of pear because mm -hmm. um it just tastes really sweet and yeah. the fragrance gets um um gets uh 
like other other flavors would just um what do you call them like it it, it just doesn't come up yeah it overshadows mm. it gets overshadowed mm. Mm. I think, okay. I think pear's sweetness is a bit lighter. Like, you know, like it's light, it's juicy, it's watery. So we still yeah. haven't found a good pairing with pear. But we're yeah. not giving up. Pear is still part of it. Yeah. It we're not happen. giving up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just to just to share my experience with mm-hmm. weird flavored fruit, um, food. Yeah. Okay. Um, a, a few years ago, a friend of mine was about to open a cake shop in Malacca. Oh. Okay. So he was testing a lot of flavors. So one of the flavors he said that he asked, um, I'll make a cake for you. What fruit do you want? I said guava. Oh, wow. Oh, that should taste good. I never got the cake. I was expecting a reply there like, oh, it's good. No, he kept trying and he said, I have no idea how to bring guava into the cake flavor because it was—it's just so weird. So it <laughs> never happened. Um, we we, I'm quite. I do like experimental flavors. Um, that's why I don't really. Uh, I try to, um, get everyone on board with the two, three flavors kind of thing because there's one time which that is a very pivotal change in how I see food. Um, uh, I was working in this um cafe this time with a friend. And he did a experiment with curry leaves and um, vanilla ice cream, and they sort of blended together, and it tastes really good. But it didn't sell. We didn't actually put in money to produce it, so we only tried it. And you know that curry leaf and vanilla flavor, right? It's such an interesting pairing that no one can think. And I feel like because of that, right? I feel the flavor profile, it's all up for us to experiment and we shouldn't be always yeah. kept in this one box where, you know, lavender yes. should go with this and this is the perfect pairing. Yeah. 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 I I actually read an article uh, by the people at Kraft, uh, that FMCG company, Kraft, okay, the okay. guys who make food and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, the topic was actually about bringing insects. Uh, okay, because there is this new thing where yes. they are saying, insects is actually the future of food because we will soon run out of a lot of type of food that we will have to rely on insect because of overpopulation uh, we're consuming too much of the earth resources so then in the interview right they were talking about how to introduce the insects flavor to the people mm. they said that they have a way of when there are two formulas uh, when there are two flavors when they want to introduce one eccentric flavor they will always pair it with a familiar flavor Oh right. Yeah. Okay. So that way, that way, whoever was trying it, right, they go for the familiar one while also testing out the unfamiliar one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's like vanilla and curry leaves. Yeah. So people go for vanilla and then discover curry leaves. I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I think, I think the way with lavender and thyme, lavender is actually still quite eccentric. We we would think it's more more of a comfortable, more familiar flavor, but actually, putting it in food is still quite um, def, uh, it's quite exotic. Yeah. But I think the way we we went about with lavender and thyme is uh, because thyme actually gives lavender uh, it brings about a different depth to the flavor. So that's how we try and find the we try and strike a balance and maybe enhance each other. So rather than looking at looking at it from a familiarity kind of um, mm. perspective, maybe we could we could mm. we look into that. 
Yeah. Yeah. But lavender is quite quite familiar actually. Um, but people usually smell it. Right? Yes. Mm. You know, lavender is familiar as a fragrance, yeah. not as a food. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I guess from there, Wan Ching is saying that it's it's a very new flavor to ingest. Mm. It, it is. It is. Um, but I think the time, because people are used to thyme in Italian cooking, and people do, yeah. you know, have this like bottle of dry herbs all the time, Italian herbs. There, there's thyme. Like, so I think people are used to thyme when mm. they drink it. So, um, yeah, mm. like, yeah, it it tastes it tastes it tastes like it to me it tastes like lavender, you know. But I I heard from. I don't know, was it Nicholas or Wanching that he said they taste like thyme more? So I think it depends on which flavor you can identify. It's like the gold and blue shirt kind of thing, like. Oh, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely black, black and blue. Black and blue. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. I saw gold and purple. I think I don't remember. <laughs> I am judging you right now. <laughs> Okay, yeah, um, so if, if there's nothing else, then mm. that's all for uh, this week. I, I like this format, and I did say that we were supposed to keep it at 30 minutes, but we overran again because it's so amazing talking to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're at 50 minutes now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think this kind of format is um, quite relaxing, mm. and, and it, it does keep the conversation, it does keep the conversation interesting, you know, yeah. except if we don't have to... Uh, like follow this one straight one way, line one week street kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. right yeah not so linear it's nice yeah i like this as well let's uh let's come back and do this again hopefully yeah. with nicholas around yeah hopefully uh he's busy yeah. today so you know he can't make it yeah it's all right it's all right okay so wait let me do that outro thing i need to find the yes there we go okay so before we go tell us where the listeners can find out about you your products and buy from you um, you can follow us on Hey Scooby Boo. That is H E Y dot S C O B Y B O O on Instagram and Facebook. So you can just tap the link there, and you can just PM us. Okay, and uh, now the only way to buy is uh, by PMing you and your new store with the guys. I don't know what's I forgot uh, what's the name. Neighbor Food. So um, yeah, uh, we will be sharing uh sharing a launch on their platform soon so yeah you can click the link that we're gonna link there okay sweet so now soon we'll be able to buy from two part two places one yes, is uh, by pming you another one is from the neighbor food yes correct okay awesome thank you so much uh so so everyone that's all for this week's episode of building a business podcast our podcast is available on anchor fm google podcast breaker and spotify we post full videos on YouTube and clips on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Next week, we will be back with Eddie from December 1st Florist. Thank you so much, Jen Yang and Wan Ching. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. We will see you next month. Bye. Bye. Bye.